Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. I'm really excited to, uh, uh, you know, the, the idea of meeting again. And like I said, of all times, it is, you know, a Sunday where we remember the coming of the Holy Spirit. Uh, but before I, uh, uh, you know, started planning my message or I was in the journey of planning my message, I felt the Lord speak to me and say that, you know, Dave, even now that we can meet physically, you know, uh, we will continue to stream, of course. And God has even told us that even when we can meet back to 100%, you know, physical capacity where we don't have to wear masks right now, you know, uh, the people serving on the main stage where we are allowed to take our mask off, uh, but, but chill, it's okay, I'm, I'm uh, you know, socially distanced, you know, you, you just have to trust me. Uh, uh, and uh, <laughs> especially those watching online physically, you know how far I am away from you, that's why I'm shouting. Uh, and, uh, you know, as I was like getting excited about meeting physically, I felt the Lord say this, right? Which is like, when you do meet again physically, don't stop streaming. I'm like, hallelujah, yes, Lord, gotcha. And then God says that even when you can meet again and you can pack another hundred people into the hall, don't stop uploading what I'm doing here online. And I'm like, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. And, and then the Lord says, because I want to help people know me. And, and, and God began to brought me into this journey of knowing, that like, like truly know. Not just in the, oh, I know Jesus, but to know and to experience. You know what I'm talking about, right? Because you, you can know someone from work. Uh, you can say, I know that person, but in actuality, you're just an acquaintance. But if you say that I know someone, really know someone, you mean that I, I, I spend time with this person, I interact with this person, I know this person's tone, I know this person's likes and dislikes, I know their personality, I know when they're joking, I know when they're being serious, I know when they, uh, 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 you know, I know them. And the Lord began to, to, to bring me to go like, because many times a lot of Christians, we, 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 we think we know God, but we truly haven't known Him. And God is saying that I want you to make church a place where people can know God and people can, can be in His presence. Can I say that one more time? Be in His presence. In fact, the Lord said this to me, don't just help people feel my presence, help people to be in my presence. Because sometimes you can feel it and feelings are, are fine, they're justified, right? If you're in a lovey-dovey relationship, somebody sends you a text message and even though they're not there, when you read that message, I miss you, you feel it, right? And everyone who has a soul say, amen. Okay, well, come on, you don't, come on. It's, even parents, that's a lovey-dovey relationship. Like, what are you guys thinking about? It's not just romance, right? So even if you're, you're can you imagine this, right? Because maybe this hardly happens among uh, some of us. If your dad sends you a text message and says, son, I'm proud of you. Oh man, you feel it, right? Or, or if your mom sends you a text and says that, I miss you. You feel it, right? And, and, and sometimes in church, we feel it. And doing church online because of all the sacrifice of the people, you feel it. In fact, you know, we, we uh, have people join our church and they have said this and said, that, wow, when I come to Acts Church, and, and, and I love the worship, they say, because when I'm in the middle of worship, I feel God's presence. And then I felt the Lord says that, but that's all good. And the teams should be encouraged that their, their serving is helping people to feel. 
but don't stop at feelings. Man, move into His presence and help people to truly know me. And, 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 and I felt like the Lord of, wants to do that. And from now onwards, you know, my, my desire, you know, is not to hear people say, oh, I love Acts because of the community and the warmth. Now, don't get me wrong. I love it when I hear that. And we do have a warm community here that has impacted so many people, you know, but I would rather them say, I feel and I, I, I feel like I'm, in the presence of God. I'd rather them say that. You know, when people go to homes, I don't want people to say, wow, the food was delicious. That's why I keep coming back to homes. No, no, I want people to say, I go to homes because I, I can be in His presence. You know, and I want people to go like, yeah, the worship team is great, but, but, but the worship team brings me into His presence. You know, and I don't want people to say anything else about church and, and, and that, except the fact that we feel like we are in God's presence and, and that we are transported into God's presence. Amen? And, and my desire is not, not for that to just be a Sunday thing only. How do you know that God wants to be in your life every day? He wants to. The question is, do we recognize that He is there? And so today, I want to help us to recognize, you know, uh, of all people that will be there for us is the Holy Spirit. And so if you're taking down notes, you know, my, my uh, topic, my title for message today is, Who is the Holy Spirit? And I want us to understand this because like I said, you know, to know someone, you got to really know who they are, what they are about. And I want to also take this time, especially this Sunday where we celebrate the coming of the Holy Spirit to, to really, you know, uh, put some uh, God knowledge of who He is into us. So there is no misunderstanding. You know, many times even as, you know, Christians growing up, coming from different church traditions and church backgrounds, you know, uh, the most uh, contentious topic sometimes can be the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, you know do we, do we uh, embrace Him or do we just, you know, park Him aside? And today, I, I want us to embrace Him. And most important, I want us to know Him. Amen? And I also, also want to take this time to help us get some understanding, right? So as some of you might uh, uh, know uh, that, you know, we, we serve God, right? And so when we say the Holy Spirit, you know, He is God. Uh, but wait a second, you might be thinking, but I thought you, Jesus is God. Uh, but yeah, but Jesus is God, the Holy Spirit is God, and so is God the Father. And to help us understand this, let's go to the first time God is mentioned, which is in Genesis chapter 1. And in fact, let's read Genesis chapter 1, chapter, uh, uh, chapter 1, verse 1 to verse 2. Right? Flash it up on the screen. Turn to your Bibles. It's always good to turn to our Bibles. If you're there, can I hear a good amen? And then the first time God is mentioned, it is found here at the beginning of the Bible. It says, this, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Let's stop there. The word God in Hebrew is Elohim. And many times in English, we understand God as a, like a singular term, right? God, 
God, right? And our uh, pop culture and, and the fiction that we read, you know, we, we tend to think, oh, God, you know, uh, 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 Thor, God of, you know, thunder, you know, uh, uh, this, you know, whatever. But actually, you know, to, to really understand God's nature, we cannot just use English. Because that's not the first language he presented himself in. You've got to go to the original language, which is in Hebrew. And the word God, Elohim, is actually a plural term. In other words, it is a title, not just a person. And so God here is saying that Elohim, he is a supreme spiritual being and he created and, and that's why we can believe in God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit because it is a title that they share. You know, and, and it's, it's like, uh, you know, how some of us, we have parents. So for being a parent is a title. So if one day you have children and then, you know, if, if it's parent-teacher day, guess what? You can go or your spouse can go uh, because both of you are parents. Do you understand? And so, here, uh, immediately, you know, uh, God then introduces His first attribute. You know, the, the, so we know that God created everything, but then the first introduction, the first one that steps out into the scene, surprisingly, is not God the Father or God the Son, His name is Jesus, but God the Spirit. Because in verse 2, it says, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. The Spirit. And this is the same word, you know, for the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God. In Hebrew, it's called the Ruach of God. You know, you know put a, 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 your hand in front of your mouth when you go back. Right now, you're all wearing face masks, but try saying the word Ruach. Do you feel like your, your breath blowing back up your nose? If, it, if you did that, then means you're pronouncing it correct. You know, but rah, you know, the breath. And, and this same word, rah, is used to describe not just the Spirit of God, but in Hebrew, it's also a similar word to describe the winds and motion. And what he's trying to tell us, the, the Bible is trying to tell us not to say that God is the wind, but basically saying that God is the one that causes the winds. And God is the one that causes the motions of the universe. Because, you know, all of you scientists here will know that, you know, what causes, you know, wind or sea currents, movement, orbits, you know, placement of moon, solar system, blah, 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 blah. But who spun that all into, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 the starting move? You know, who spun it all into being uh, the Ruach of God? And so th that's why it's so important. You see, God is saying that for so long we are confused or we, we don't make a lot of effort to know about the Holy Spirit, yet God has desired for us to know Him since page one. Just think about that for a while. And I'm saying that so that it creates within us a new hunger. That wait a second, yeah God, you know, if you were there since the beginning, which means that from the beginning, you meant for us to experience you and to know you as Spirit even before knowing Him as Father and as Jesus. Just let that sink in. A lot of times we, we love and it is right. It is so right. Nothing wrong with worshipping because Jesus, because He's the one who died for our sins. Nothing wrong from, 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 from praying, you know, our Father in heaven because the truth is we do have a Father in heaven. But from the very beginning, it's been the Spirit of God. And God is saying spirit because spirit is, is like I said, breath and the same word to describe the winds. In other words, God is saying that I am everywhere. In fact, the, the, the Greek word 
to explain, you know, the Holy Spirit. Let's turn to another scripture. In John chapter 14, verse 26, you have Jesus here. If you ever need a scripture that, that explains, you know, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and the Father, this is one of them. John 14, 26 says this, right? Uh, let me just turn to my scripture. John 14, 26. Is it that short? Oh, maybe I, I didn't give you the full one. Sorry. Okay, let's all turn. This is a good exercise then. John 14, 26. So we don't just rely on the projection. Yeah. Uh, John 14, 26 says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Yeah, that's actually 25. Uh, so 26, no worries. Henry, we love you. Everybody say, we love you, Henry. Yeah, that's good, that's good. Feel the love, feel the love. Okay, so uh, uh, John 14, 26 says this. I'm going to read it again. You know, if you have your Bibles, turn to it. Otherwise, hear it from my voice. But the helper, this is Jesus speaking. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to you your remembrance, all things that I say to you. So Jesus is saying that I will, I will ask the Father to send the Holy Spirit. And the title that, that Jesus gives the Holy Spirit, additional title here. You know how many know that it's okay to have multiple titles, right? Not to, so to, uh, one day when I have kids, I can be parents. To my church members, I'm pastor. And to cat, I am David Yao. Uh, and uh, just in case you ever wonder, yeah, uh, that, you know, her phone, one time I was ragging her, I go like, I, I just saw, I gave you a missed call and it doesn't say it's their husband or hubby or dearest or babes. It's, it's literally David Yao. I'll be like, cool, you know? Worse, you know, it might have been a David Yao bracket Malaysia, which is like, is there another David Yao of another? Anyway, just joking, just joking. Different titles. So for, with Cat, I'm always David, right? Uh, uh, with my family, I'm always the little one, right? But Jesus says this, the helper. And the Greek word, because the New Testament is written in Greek. So the Greek word for helper is parakletos. Parakletos. Right? And it just means a helper, but it's actually more of a legal term. A legal term to mean advocate. In other words, like when you go to court, there will be a person standing next to you. And all the lawyers say, you know what I'm talking about, right? Because you, you have that dream of going to court and then, or, or at least watching movies. And you always see that, you know, uh, uh, it's the guilty here and then the, the representative is next. And that's what Jesus described the Holy Spirit. He's going to be your advocate. He's going to be your representative. He's going to be your friend. He is the Ruach of God. He is everywhere, but specifically, He is in your life next to you telling you, representing you before the judge, representing you before your accusers. Just let the imagery set in, right? You know, in life, you know, we have our haters, you have our accusers, and chief among them is, is Satan, the devil. He wants to bring us down, and, and yet we are not alone. Somebody says, I'm not alone. I'm not alone in my temptation. I'm not alone in my depression. I'm not alone in my victory. I'm not alone in my defeat. And yes, I can have enemies coming my way. I can have accusations mounted against me. But guess who is there next to me? The Holy Spirit. You see what I'm trying to get at church? I want you to really know Him. Because it's not some force. 
Sometimes we think, oh, Holy Spirit is some force, so I feel Him. No, 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 He's not some force. You know, if you watch Lion King, there's that one scene where the hyenas say, Mufasa. And then one of the hyenas like, go like, say the name, say the name, Mufasa. And then they go like, but that's not the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is not for us to go like, Holy Spirit. Then we go like, no, 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 he's actually a friend. He is a, he is a parakletos. He is, you know, I don't want to say he's your lawyer, but he is your advocate. He is there standing next to you. So the next time you feel attacked, the next time you feel alone, the next time you feel like nobody cares, tell it to your soul. No, I am not alone. The Holy Spirit is with me. And, and I want us to know this because how do you get into God's presence when you realize that He's next to you? He's not some far away, you know, God who you need to run after. He's with you. How do you bring God's presence to your work? Well, He's next to you. Listen to what he whispers in your ear. In fact, another word, if you like this word, Jesus used it in, in John, I think, 16, 17. I don't think I gave it to Henry, but go back and read it. John 16, 17. Jesus calls the Holy Spirit our advantage. You love that? What, those of you sitting for exams, how would you like it if I told you that you had an advantage? You'd be like, go on, pastor, go on. Tell me. Right? If you like a girl, what if I told you, hey, I've got advantage for you? And then you'd be like, go on, pastor, go on. Right? And those of you who are going for a job interview, you know, with, I don't know, the dream company of your choice, Google, Facebook, whatever it is, claim it, hallelujah. You know, what if I told you, hey, as you go for that meeting, I've got advantage for you. You'd be like, go on. Do you, do you happen to know the CEO? No. But I know the one who made the CEO. He's the Holy Spirit. He's your advocate. He's with you. He's standing next to you. Amen? You know, and so, so I, I want us to really, you know, a desire and to, to, to want to have this advantage, to want to have this helper in our lives. And so I want to give us three points to, to, you know, I want to give us more attributes of the Holy Spirit so that when He is working in your life, you know that He is there. And you pay attention. And does it make sense? You know, uh, it, it, sometimes, you know, we, we can be there, but we can miss it if we don't know. Have you, have you uh, set your, your, your phone on silent before? And then there's a, there's a call coming in. There's a message coming in, but you missed it. You know, have you gone down underground on the tube before and then because you lost the signal and so you missed it? And you end up waiting in the wrong location for, you know, your, your dinner or, or, or different things. And so I don't want us to miss it. And so how do we not miss it? By knowing the Holy Spirit. And so I want to give us three uh, other attributes of the Holy Spirit. What He does in our lives. And so not only will we know the next time we feel this, that He is near more than ever, but we will want to desire more of it. Alright? So point number one is this. The Holy Spirit... He convicts. I want you to write that down very carefully. He convicts, not he's a convict. Okay, two very different words. He convicts. All right? You know, John 16, verse 8. John 16, 8 says this. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. The Holy Spirit convicts. He makes known. He doesn't condemn. Condemn means to make you feel bad. 
But convict is to make you feel like you should. That's the difference. So the next time you feel bad, that's not the Holy Spirit. But the next time you feel like you should, that's the Holy Spirit. But specifically, he tells us about three things. If you don't like the word convict, because I know it sounds like a criminal, maybe you use this other word. He, he, he is a compass. He always points you to what is right, what is wrong. Because how many of you would admit that we live in an increasingly confusing world? And sometimes we don't know who to trust, right? Should I take the vaccine? Should I not take the vaccine? Should I wear a mask? Should I not wear a mask? You know, should I apply for that job? Should I not apply for that job? Should I stay in this country or move to another country? Should, you know, there, there are a lot of questions. How many would agree that? A lot of questions that we need some discernment. That's another word that the Holy Spirit does. It helps us to discern. Discern means to know from right and wrong. And so the Holy Spirit, He convicts. He's like a compass. And He will convict us of sin. And sin are things that misses the mark of God. That's what sin is. That's why the Bible says that all of us are sinners. Not saying that all of us are horrible, mass murderers, because that, that's our earthly understanding of a sinner. Oh, that's a sinner. That's, that's a, you know, the worst of the worst. And that's a killer. That's a robber. That's a you know, pedophile, whatever it is. But no, no, the Bible calls all of us sinners because all of us have missed the mark. How many of us here have never missed a mark before? Right? Never. Even the most accomplished athletes in, in China also missed a mark. You know, every time I think of Olympics and I pray that we can have Olympics here, not here, but in, in Tokyo, but no, it depends. Not my will, but yours be done, Lord. Uh, but, you know, one of my favorite things to watch uh, with Kat is uh, uh, the, the synchronized diving. And uh, man, sometimes the athletes from China, they go, they're so in sync. And yet, despite so in sync, as if they're two clones, but yet the judges still give them, they, never, they rarely, almost never get 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. They always get like, you know, there's always some, some, some joker judge trying to be funny, 9.1. You know, it's, like, it's like just to, you know, or 8.9 plus plus. And, you know, and, and so, you know, we miss the mark. And so the Holy Spirit convicts us, no, that's not the right thing. No, that's not the right thing. You know, so many times we miss the mark when it comes to forgiveness. You know, we, all, we know that, oh, you know, we, I shouldn't be like that, but, but we, we still, we hold on to grudges, right? We become prideful. Or, or we can't control, but just slam someone. Have you been there before? You know, how many of you have, have been so mad and then, and then your, your enemy walks past you and then there's something within you that says, be nice, be polite, smile, and then you're there going like, I'm just going to walk past and pretend like they don't exist. And so you certainly, you know, help them become invisible. That's you missing the mark. And what was that voice telling you? Come on, be polite. Come on, be nice. Come on, smile. Come on, be the bigger person. That's the Holy Spirit. And so if you can acknowledge more of the Holy Spirit, you'll realize that you are nearer than you can ever imagine. And you are more blessed than you can ever imagine to have the Holy Spirit there. And, and He also tells us of righteousness. And how many of you have, in, in, you know, before, especially in the UK, we walk down the streets and then we, we, we see someone begging. And, and there's a part of us that judges, right? 
No, never been there before? Okay, I'm sorry, I'm the only human being then. Okay? But there's a part of us sometimes that judge and go like, ah, I'm not sure. And this, this guy looks a bit dodgy. I'm just going to quickly walk away. I'm going to turn on invisibility mode again and block this person out. And then a voice suddenly comes and, no, 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 be kind. But, but no, he, no, he smells of alcohol. He's the, no, come on, bless this person. And what's that? That's righteousness. That's the saying that, you know, what is righteous is not doing something because they deserve it, but giving someone, something to someone that, that they don't deserve. Love that they don't deserve. Kindness that they don't deserve. That they can never pay you back for. What is that? Righteousness. And when you feel the nudging for that, when you feel the compass of that, that's the Holy Spirit. And I want us to be like that, friends. To know the Holy Spirit. You see, every time, you know, do you know why we find it hard to really know the Holy Spirit and be in sync with Him? It's because we keep ignoring Him. See, the Holy Spirit, like I said, He's not some force that gives you goosebumps. Even though He can give you goosebumps. Right? But He's a person. Do you know what happens when you ignore a person long enough? The person walks away. You know? You know, as, as pastors sometimes, right, Kat, we, we, we try to connect with everyone and then we send you a text message, hey, how are you? And, and man, we, we get ghosted. I understand. I used to think that only people who, who go on bad dates get ghosted. You know, you go like, huh, hello, hi, I got your number from that day. And then no, you know, it's a fake number that has one less digit. But even in church, even pastors, we're not dating, but we can get ghosted. Hello, nothing. And yet, you know, we see on social media, they're hanging out with everyone else except you. You know, and everyone who's been ghosted say, Amen. It's okay, it's okay. It's okay. We'll pray for healing. It's okay. Those of you watching online, it was so loud. You can't, you can't handle, you know. It was probably as loud as in your room. And, and, and you know, we, we, <laughs> we get ghosted and, and, and we, 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 we eventually, we get the message. You know, when we say, hey, no response, no response, no response. You know what? We, we get a message. Not to say that we stop loving that person, but we just go like, okay, maybe I'll just, I'll just back off because this person is letting me know that they're not interested. Every time the Holy Spirit convicts you of sin and you ignore, every time the Holy Spirit convicts you of righteousness and you ignore, every time He tells you of judgment, judgment means that if you, this is so fundamental, if you don't do this, it will come back to bite you. That's judgment. How many of you have been there before where you feel the Holy Spirit nudge you? Pastor Kat always has this story for me. When she was a student one time, she was doing her final year project and then she felt the Holy Spirit say, watch out for that glass of water next to your laptop. And then she told me like, ah, it's fine. I know what I'm doing. Right, I think you said that. I know what I'm doing. How many of us have been there before? The Holy Spirit tells us and we go like, I know what I'm doing. And then guess what happened next? She hit that glass of water <laughs> and then her keyboard was ruined. You know, and then right there when you're finishing off your assignment, how many of us have been there before the Holy Spirit convicts us, even of judgment, things that if you don't change your course now, you will regret it. You will face the price. How many of us gotten into bad relationships before even though the Holy Spirit say, this will, this will hurt you. This guy is not good for you. You go like, I know what I'm doing, Holy Spirit. And guess what the Holy Spirit does? He backs off. Because he's a gentleman. He's not a barbarian. Sometimes I wish the Holy Spirit was a barbarian when I disobey. He just whacks me over the head. But if he does that, I'll be dead because he's powerful. Read the book of Acts. He whacked two people dead. 
Sometimes I go like God, you know, Lord, make us like the book of Acts. And then the Holy Spirit says, you sure? You know, your church member attendance might go down and down, you know, body bags increase, you know. And then I say that, oh, wow. And so friends, I brought here, don't make the Holy Spirit a passenger, let him drive. Sometimes we, we like driving our own lives, right? I go where I want, I do what I want, I, 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 I create my own future. And yet, I feel the Holy Spirit says, don't just make him a passenger. Sometimes we do that, and then only when we're lost, we try driving down the street called career. And then when we hit a setback, when we hit a disappointment, when we get fired, then we turn to the passenger called the Holy Spirit and say, why didn't you want me? Ouch. Or when we get lost, I don't know where to go. I'm graduating. I'm just going in a roundabout called uncertainty of future. And then only then we turn to, Holy Spirit, please tell me which junction should I go? And yet you're there going round and round and round and round. Let him drive. I'm going to say one more time, it's a word for maybe someone online. Let him drive. Don't just make him a passenger. Let him drive. Point number two is this. Not only does the Holy Spirit convict, He continues. He continues the work that God has started. He continues. John chapter 14. Let's read from verse 15 to 17. John 14, 15 to 17 says this, If you love me, keep my commandments. How many of you will agree that that's one of the hardest things to do? Right? We love God. The first part, easy. God, I love you. But loving God means keeping His commands. And yet that's the hardest part. And yet it's the most logical part. Right? If you're in a relationship, keep the commands. Right? For example, I'm talking about just normal relationship. Right? Let's say for example, uh, uh, you know, the simplest most basic, you don't need to be a Christian to understand this command is that when you are in a relationship, be loyal. Like, duh. Right? And you can't go like, baby, I love you, but don't you know that, you know, there's so much of me that, you know, I, I just, I must share it around. That's, and that's not love. And so if some of you are going like, oh, I love you, but I also want to see that guy and that guy and that guy. That's not love. And God is saying that if you love me, keep my commands. Duh. Yes. And yet we struggle. Because God's commands is not just loyalty. God's commands is also, you know, not avoiding sin because it washes clean. And, and doing works of righteousness, what we talked about earlier on. And yet the Holy Spirit, do you see the beauty of this? Guess, guess who is the one that continues the work? Jesus died for us. Right? He loved us, He died for us, and the Holy Spirit continues the work. He says this, And I will pray the Father and He will give you another helper that He may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees Him or knows Him, but you know Him, for He dwells with you and will be in you. Wow! Now Jesus paints a picture that's, that's even more beautiful. He started off by saying that He is the parakletos, the helper that comes beside you. But after a while, if you give Him more room, He will be in you. How many know that you can only let someone stay with you, dwell with you, if you give Him room? Right? So you cannot go like, Pastor, come, stay with me. And then I go to your house and I go like, where should I stay? Oh, oh just saying stay with me. 
Actually, I don't have a spare room. Actually, I do have a spare room, but I'm using it as a gaming room right now. And I do have a spare couch, but my dog is sleeping on the couch. Uh, so, yeah, make yourself at home. And, 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 and sometimes that's what we do. We say we love God. We say we want more of the Holy Spirit. But are you giving Him room? Because the good news is this, when you give God room in your life, He will stay. He will stay. You know, in fact, I love the part, it says there, He will abide with you forever. Now here's another beautiful thing. Jesus came, right? We all know that. He died. He rose again. Hallelujah. That's why we have hope and salvation in Him. And then He ascended. Pentecost. Acts chapter 2, we read about the coming of the Holy Spirit. I challenge you this. Find me a scripture or a time in the rest of the New Testament where it says, and then the Holy Spirit ascended. Never. Never. So, so think of how much God loves you. Jesus came and then He left and He says, I'm going to my Father's house to create rooms for you. And yet my help, the helper, the Holy Spirit is there and He's in us forever. Wow, the love of God. We always say this, wow, God, you, you gave up heaven. Guess who's still giving up heaven right now? The Holy Spirit. He's giving up heaven for whatever space you will give Him. I pray that you will build God a palace in your life. I pray that you will build God a, 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 the presidential suite. I pray that you will build Him the, the two towers. I pray that you will build Him a city in your life. A city on a hill that cannot be hidden. Amen. But, but most importantly, I'm just, this is a bonus point, okay? But let's come back. He continues. He is the one that will help you to keep God's command. He'll be there to continue, continue to do what? Continue to coach you. Continue to encourage you. Continue to help you because He's the helper. And I wrote here, continue to carry you. I love the word carry. You see, sometimes we think that, oh, we carry the Holy Spirit, but maybe today we need to flip the script, let the Holy Spirit carry you. You know? We think, that, oh, yeah, I'm creating space so that he, I, I carry Him. Yeah, yeah, but let Him carry you. Recently, you know, I got a, a new laptop by the grace of God, and that's allowed me to play some uh, uh, computer games with some guys in church, an activity that I haven't done in a very long while, so I'm not good at it at all. And so they invite, but they're very kind. They say, come play with us, play with us. I'll be like, I'll only drag your aggregate down. Don't worry. And then they say this, don't worry. We will carry you. <laughs> and specifically, they said, you know, Henry will carry you to victory. <laughs> but can I tell you this, right? So what they mean is this, hey, it's okay if you're a newbie. It's okay if you suck. If I can use that word in church, I just did, I don't care. If, it's okay if you, if, you, if you don't know left and right. If you, it's okay if you don't know all the buttons, all your abilities. It's okay if you miss the mark. Because the Holy Spirit will carry you. And carry you to victory. We might not all have a Henry in our lives that will carry us to victory. But we all have a Holy Spirit. We all have a Holy Spirit. Oh, come on, this is so good preaching. I need to hear some, some responses. Don't clap for me, clap for the Holy Spirit. Because He will carry you. And so sometimes we think that, oh, I, I don't know. And God says, don't worry. I, I'm here with you and I will, as long as you create space 
for me in your life, I will continue the work that started on the cross. So your past is not your past, your past is the cross. Your past died with the cross and began again with the cross and your future is the Holy Spirit. And God is saying that, come on, let me carry you. You might miss the mark. You might not know your abilities. You might, you might be new, but I will carry you. I will be your coach. I will tell you what you need to do. You just need to trust. Yeah. Amen. Can I say that one more time? Let the Holy Spirit carry you to victory. Point number three is this. Not only does He convict us, and He carries us. Carries us also means this. The grace of God that comes over us when we are weak, and somehow we pull through. Have you been there before? Where, where you, you knew. Like the, the, the simplest thing is this, right? Let's say, for example, you got an exam coming up. And as I'm saying this, I know a lot of people sitting for exams. Please do your part. But sometimes, no matter how much we do our part, our part is not enough. And somehow, by the grace of God, when we get the results, we go like, oh, wow, I passed. Yes, when that happens, you know what just happened? It's not your own brilliance. It's not luck. Can you just remove that word from your vocabulary? It's the Holy Spirit. It's the grace of God. You've just been carried and you don't even know it. You've just been carried. Sometimes you go to the interview and I ask, how was it? Oh, I don't know. I, no, I forgot all their names. You know, I fumbled everything. Uh, you know, I, 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 uh, I sweat. Uh. And then, oh, Pastor, praise God, I got the job. Guess what? You've just been carried by the Holy Spirit and you didn't even, even know it. How many times have you prayed for someone, right? You have a loved one that fell sick and then you know that, oh no, you know, should I pray? You know, yet, and yet, you know, you just, you just pray, God, heal. And even before, you, you, you just say, or worse, you promised to pray but you didn't pray. And that person gets healed and comes to thank you for it. Thank you so much for praying for me. I'm healed. And then you'll be like, oh, praise God. you just been carried. And, and that's not to put you into shame. That's to put you into the zone of grace and to go like, wow, God, you, you, you're there. You're in my life. And God, I, I, I don't want this to stop. You know, I'm not saying the laziness. That must stop. The inconsistency, that must stop. But, but the, the presence of God. Do you know what draws a person into your life? Thankfulness. When was the last time you thanked the Holy Spirit for all the times He carried you in your life? Do you know if you thank a person, they will go to draw near in your life? Right? I mean, if you don't have friends, start thanking people, you're going to start having friends. Simple as that, okay? That bonus point for you. Point number three, He creates. He creates. He creates a new heart. He creates a new desire in us. He creates. And the power of creating is, is helping us to bear fruit. Because bearing fruit is the, the tree creating food. You know, when, when a, a tree bears fruit, it means that the tree is healthy. When the tree doesn't have fruit, it means that the tree is sick. There's something wrong with the tree. So when we bear fruit, it means that, wow, yes, my faith is alive. God is pleased and I'm on the right track. And guess who it is that creates that fruitfulness in our lives? The Holy Spirit. He creates. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 25 says this, Galatians 5, 22, 25 says, but the fruit of the Holy Spirit 
is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law and those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. The full context of this, you can go back and read it, you know, is, you know, in, earlier on, it talks about walking in the flesh versus walking in the Spirit. And, 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 and the writer here is telling us, hey, now that you've got freedom in Christ, don't use that freedom as a license to sin. But use it and, 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 and walk, use your freedom to walk in the Spirit. And when you walk in the Spirit, you will not be walking in the flesh. How many know that you can only walk down one street? If you're walking down Camden Street, you cannot be walking down... Give me another name of a street. Uh, what's that? What? Holloway Street, for example. Oxford Street. Right? Right? And so that's what God is saying that, hey, walk in the street called Spirit. And when you walk down that street, you can avoid the dodgy lanes of, you know, I shall not name places, you know, but uh, there are some rough areas here in London. But you will avoid those areas. And when you walk down here, what comes out of you? Wow. How many of you, how many of us would be honest to say that I, I need, okay, I need to paraphrase because I want to say that, how many of you would say that I need love and now people hold their hands. How many of you would agree that, um, that you need to grow in your capacity to love people, especially those that are difficult to love? How, how many of you would agree that you need that, Right? How many of you would agree that you need to be a little bit more thankful? That's what joy does. Helps us to be thankful, right? How many of you need peace? Oh, come on, in the world that we live in, we need peace. How many of you, we all suffer, and sometimes some suffering is not able to be avoided? So whenever any student comes up to me and go like, I hate my course, I go like, stay on course. Because you might be suffering, but the Holy Spirit will come over you and give you the gift of long suffering. It's not to make your suffering long, but to make you able to endure the process. Right? How many know that, right? right? We, we, how many of you, maybe another word, how many of you want to uh, have a higher tolerance towards pain? You want to break your pain threshold. Long suffering. Kindness. Goodness. Spells out for yourselves. Faithfulness. Gentleness self-control. Guess who produces all these things? Guess who creates all these things in you? The Holy Spirit. And so every time you feel like, hey, I've improved in this area. Come on, be honest. How many of you will look at this list and go like, I've improved in some area? I'm not asking you for all areas, but some area. Come on, let's see some honest, fruitful hands. Some areas. Right? Sunday, don't be shy, you know, come on. Raise your hands, give God glory and shame the devil. Come on, that's right, right? You, you improve in some areas. Some of you are faithful, praise God. In, in the kind of pseudo-pandemic, but you're in church, you're faithful, praise God. Because the old you will be too scared to come out. But the new you is here, praise God. You're becoming more faithful. Whenever you do that, don't just brag to yourself, oh, look at me. No, no, no. Acknowledge the Holy Spirit. And go like, God, thank you for making me more faithful. Thank you, Lord, for making me more 
patient. Thank you, Lord, for making more kind, more loving, more forgiving, more. And Lord, create more in me. Lord, can I have more of that? Amen. No, the Holy Spirit has a buffet of gifts and fruits that He wants to pour over your life. Would you just allow Him to say more? Amen. What's that thing where the Brazilian buffet, right? That's a, where you have this sign that, that says yes or no. I don't know. I've never been to one. But apparently there's a red or green and then you flip it. Would you flip it, friends? Would you flip it and say, Holy Spirit, more. More. Give me another serving of faithfulness. And then the Holy Spirit says, but it's going to cost you. But more. God, give me another serving of, of you know, long-suffering. You sure? It's going to hurt. More. Because God, I, I want to be in your presence. And, and the beautiful thing is this. Do you know how God creates? He doesn't zap you from afar. Pew, pew. No, He's there next to you, helping you to put it all together. That's the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, of course, you know, you might be thinking, oh, Pastor, when I thought you said, who is the Holy Spirit? I thought you meant, you know, you were going to explain the Trinity. I mean, I can. I guess very quickly, our God is three in one. <laughs> God, Father, Holy Spirit. If that messes you up, good. Because it means that you're human. It's only normal for a human mind to find it hard to comprehend a supernatural being. The moment you can figure God out is the day you don't need Him. And that day will never come. So that certain parts of our faith will always be a mystery. When I say mystery, I don't mean that there's no understanding. One day we'll have full understanding when we see God face to face. But until then, they'll be like, but how? How can it be three in one? I can understand Pastor Dave and Kat as one, but how do you treat? Well, because there's only two of us. I mean, I can be pseudo-scientifical and says that, you know, you know, you can look at it from quantum physics and, you know, we are two-dimensional, we're three-dimensional beings and God is a, you know, at least, you know, of, you know, if the fourth dimension is time, God is eternal, means that He is beyond the fourth dimension, so He's at least fifth dimension and beyond. So for three-dimensional being to process a fifth-dimensional being, sometimes three in one is all that we can phantom. <laughs> or you could just say that, I'm just so glad I have the Holy Spirit in my life. And come before him with faith like a child. But, 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 oh, does it make God less powerful? No, no, it makes God more powerful. It means this, that the Holy Spirit, because God from eternity, why eternity? Because even before the world was created, God and then the Holy Spirit was the first one that stepped out. Ta-da, hello. It means this, that before God created anything, he already knew love. That's, that's powerful thought because God, that means that when God created us, he didn't make a mistake. He didn't go like, wow, I, I, I've never experienced love before, so let me make humanity, little me's, <laughs> and uh, tell them to love me. And then when they don't, oh, is this what anger feels like? Is this what disappointment feels like? Oh, I'm so mad right now. Is this what madness feels like? No, no, no. It means that before even angels, there is perfect fellowship between the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There's perfect love. God knew love, knew how to give, and was already receiving it before the foundations of the earth. It's a beautiful picture. It's also a picture of community. It means that God is saying that, I have never ever planned for you to be created to be alone. Because God was never alone. God always had the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There was always perfect community. 
there's never loneliness. And, and so God is saying that, hey, neither, neither do I want you to know loneliness. And I'm not talking about having a life partner. I'm talking about having the Holy Spirit. Having the Holy Spirit. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.